Hey everyone, and welcome to 1.21 Overload. I am Peter, that is Matt, and we talk about movies on this show. This is our once a month movie show in which we each pick a film, we put it to a vote on patreon.com slash TV, and our patrons vote for which one they watch to talk about, and the winner of this vote was Easy A. Uh, which was Matt's pick. Matt picked this because he felt left out that he wasn't there for the Mean Girls review on 121 in Flux. Is that not correct? No, that's part of the reason, but this is a movie that I do love. So, <laughs> you know, like... I was not accusing you of picking something you didn't like. I was just saying, that's yeah. why you picked a teen movie. Because you're like, oh, oh. I wanted to be on the Mean Girls review. Oh. Yeah. Peter and Connor talking about it. And also Fireflies here as well, uh, which doesn't mean much to the, the audio folk, but my cat no. is, is here. Yeah, my dogs are out the door. I learned my lesson. Don't let them in right now. <laughs> uh, Firefly's being overly sociable at the, all the wrong times right now. Uh, mm. But yeah, so easy. We're going to talk about this. We're going to start spoiler-free. We'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers somewhere in the middle. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's what we're going to do. So what is easy? Easy is a teen movie starring Emma Stone. It's from 2010, which, by the way, that's eight years ago. This movie's now eight years old. Um, no, not quite. It came out in October, so it's about seven and a half. Oh, well, so, I mean, okay, half a year of a difference, but the, the point I'm making, though, is that, you know, even though I'm watching this, I'm like, Emma Stone feels too old to play a high schooler, and now she's way too old to play a high like, you know, now she's, she yeah. couldn't pass for it at all, but uh, it's just, I'm watching this, and it's like, they reference Facebook, like, it's a new thing at one point, and I'm like, this is weird, like, this this is, even this, I, this is feeling, not dated in, like, a, a storytelling, so it's just like, oh, it, it feels like it's of an era now. Yeah, and, and that's okay, because I do... The older I get, the more I agree with the English teacher. You know, like he has that whole rant about social media. And if he only could see Snapchat come down the way, you know, so. Oh, come on, cat. Come on. <laughs> come on. Don't be a little shit. You know, you're, it's all over the place now. This is hilarious. This hasn't happened in a good while. Oh, he's been an awful, terrible cat. All right. So, easy. Teen movie. And the plot of this is that basically Emma Stone's character uh, inadvertently creates a rumour that she had sex when she did not. Mm-hmm. And this uh, new friend of hers who happens to be gay doesn't want everyone to know he's gay because of the bullying and so forth. Basically asks her to tell a lie and say that she's had sex with him. And they make a big show of it. They go to a party. They pretend to have sex in a room, making lots of noises. And she basically gets this reputation based on complete lies, based on a fake couple of lies. Yep. Uh, and it becomes a thing where other kids are, are paying her to, for, for her to just acknowledge that she did something with them. So she gets paid in money, sometimes gift cards and so on, depending on what the joke is of the yeah, scene. Yeah, it's usually gift cards, because that's how she writes it off, yeah. to her conscience. So so that's the, the premise of the movie, and of course she learns things, of course it uh, yeah, interferes with actual love life perspectives, you know, perspectives mm-hmm. as, as the movie goes on, uh, and so and whatnot. So that, that is the gist of the film, uh, and you wanted to talk about it, so obviously you like it a lot. Yes, I, I do. Uh, huge, huge fan. It's, and it's not just because Emma Stone. I know that's what the go-to is. She's she's a redhead. We all know my fondness. But uh, the script is so such a good script. Like, uh, in fact, I found it as I was watching it, and I think I'm gonna give it a read through, which I, I normally don't do. Uh, something I should definitely take advantage of in this digital age. You know, I I have read some movie scripts. I have never read a script for a film to get made. Yeah. I've, I've went and read yeah. scripts that never got made because I think that's more interesting because it didn't happen. Yeah, but. I just, my, my writer brain wants to see how, you know, what makes it to the screen, you know, because originally this was a much harder R and they toned it down to the PG-13 because at the time, you know, R-rated comedies weren't big again, you know, so I want to see how much because 
everyone knows life's pretty R-rated, even amongst, especially amongst teens, mm-hmm. you know. So I want to see how much actually was toned down, and so I'm I'm in the process of trying to figure out how to get that under my iPad, uh, so it, so I can have it on the go. I like it suffered for it though. I, I feel like when you're watching, it doesn't oh, feel like they're, no. they're neutering anything. It feels like I mean, sure they could have had more raunchier actual sex things mm-hmm. in it, but I don't think that necessarily is needed for what the movie's doing. No, the, there's the one scene where she calls the girl a twat. That I was wondering if it was supposed to be a much harsher word. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that's that's actually the scene I remember watching this when it not not in the theaters, but soon after it came out. Yeah, uh, that was the scene where I learned that Americans don't know how to say the word twat. Yeah, because I had no, I I actually had to like. It wasn't until she was explaining it to her parents that I got she was trying to say twat. I didn't understand yeah. that she was using a, a word for vagina. I didn't get it because yeah. she says it wrong. Twat. Yeah. Twat. L- like at. Twat. No. Twat. <laughs> no. Man. You were saying about an O sound. It's not an O sound. God damn it. This is not hard. Colloquial English, I guess. You know. But, uh, but yeah, so that's what we got me going. And not, you know, limits usually with, with films force people to be more creative so i don't know if it would have changed the movie all that much from what we got but yeah it's just it's a solid written script i love olive olive pendergast is one of my favorite characters in any movie you know she's she's hilarious she's witty and mm. and the fact that it references like five john hughes movies and it clearly has an inspiration from them it has nothing to do with your life i mean there's, there's a couple ferris bueller you know things going on uh specifically from the writer that he wanted in there, so I'm not, not going to be mad at that. Mm-hmm. It's got a really yeah. big, it's got a really big cast, uh, a lot of recognizable faces. I mean, outside of Emma Stone, Amanda uh, Bynes is in there. Who I mean, yeah. I don't know what she's done since then, but she was a child star before this movie. So yeah, pre pre internet insanity. Uh, so Amanda she's Bynes, there. Uh, the teachers Thomas Hayden. Charts, the parents, Patricia Clarkson, um, and what's his face, Stanley Tucci are there, Malcolm McDowell's the principal. He's only in one scene, I think, or maybe two scenes. Yeah, one one or two. He's not that much, but it's enough that you're like, oh, Malcolm McDowell. Lisa Kudrow's the guidance counsellor. Like, you know, a lot of of names. A lot of names there. So, uh, pardon me, tear in my mouth. Uh, So that's that deal. (laughs) You have your cat on your desk. I know, it's it's, it's the cats. It's always the cats. I blame them. I blame them entirely. So... Mm. So no, big, big cast, uh, witty script. I mean, I like the movie too. Um, I don't think I like it quite as much as you do. You, you, you've got like yeah. a, a unnatural uh, No, it's not unnatural. It. It's, it's very natural. It's... <laughs> All right. That's good. It's, it's a solid teen movie. Uh, Emma Stone, I think, is a big reason why it works. Not that the rest of the cast aren't, yeah. aren't uh, good, because they no, are. No, but... she, she has that wittiness to her that you buy. You know, like she's not... She plays off the type of character that you believe is how she talks. I, th- I think you know? she's the reason why actually, she's the reason why it's not just a generic teen movie. I, th- I think, yeah. I think if it was someone all on her who didn't give that character the the, the pop that she has, the the, the right. wit that she has, I think it would be a decent enough movie, but it wouldn't really be memorable. No one would really be talking oh, about no. it anymore. I think because it was her alone, because she gives that character life. I think that's why you know you are still thinking about it yeah. eight years later. Um, well, I, I put it up there with like ten things. Because it's the same with Julia Stiles, is she makes that character, you know, so true to life that it's still endearing all these years later. I mean, that movie, talk about this one being eight years old. Oh, yeah, that one's like 18 years old at this point. Yeah, you know, and it still holds up. That, that's one I watch probably numerous times a year. I, I haven't, see, I haven't seen it in over a decade. I, I remember liking it more than oh, I thought oh. I would at the time. Oh. Because I was young, but. Yeah. What were you, oh, oh, what were oh, you on about? I, I, have no, I have another one to add to the list now. Oh, God. 
Yeah, I've got ten things real. I hate about you, Matt. I'll tell you that right now. No, uh, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> I know this. Top top fifty. That's the next countdown in flux. Top fifty things I hate about Matt. Only fifty one. But <laughs> no. yeah, um, I also do like uh, a lot of the side characters are really well used. From Amanda mm. Bynes, uh, her character, uh, what's what's her name? Marianne. Uh, Marianne. Yeah. Uh, from her, you know, she's the goody two shoes that's always up in everyone's business. Yeah, she's she's ultra ultra religious, so much so that she calls uh, religion of other cultures science fiction and refuses to go. That's one of the, <laughs> the little jokes in there. Uh, actually, her best friend, uh, I don't know, Marianne's best friend, uh, Ola's best friend, uh, is played by Ali uh, Mikalka, who yeah. um, I didn't know when I first saw this, but now I do know her quite well because she's uh, one of the main characters in I Zombie. Uh, so oh, it was actually kind of weird seeing her on this. Um, I'm like, oh shit! Now, admittedly, I st- I do think that she's. I mean, this goes for everyone, but she especially felt far too old for to be a teenager in high school. I mean, yeah, I was like, you look twenty five. What what was this it, nonsense? I also like though that they use that in one of the characters is is the the one guy that kind of brings us all crashing down for all of is actually he's been held back. Oh, he's, so he's yeah, like, he's Marianne's friend or or her boyfriend even. Boyfriend. And he's like, yeah, he's he's been being senior year for four years, which is a fine joke, but I think it lessens its impact when every single other person looks the same age yeah. as. Him. Yeah, it does. Like, but he, like, he see, especially see, looks. See if they actually cast all sixteen-year-olds, but he was like yeah. clearly like twenty-two. That would have been a really funny gag, I yeah. think. But because because yeah. they're all like you know at least twenty probably. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a bit, I mean, maybe not. Maybe, I imagine there's probably some that are 18. Typically, when you watch a movie or a TV show where they're all in high school, they usually yeah. have some that are, you know, the, the low end will be 18, which is, you know, borderline yeah, well, actual high school age. The and then. Yeah, like it's around the shooting thing where uh, up until then they're still considered kids and you have to take all these considerations. There's a lot, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of other rules, which is why if yeah. they're over 15, they'll actually cast someone who's 18. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, it just saves them a headache. Uh, and sometimes it doesn't work, and then other times it does, and I. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel it as much with Emma Stone as you do. I, I feel she, she feels young enough here because she's supposed to be an older soul. You know her whole. Uh, oh, I mean, I'm. I'm not even really complaining because like this is like every teen movie and teen TV show does this. It's not really like a complaint in the sense because I, yeah. if I complained about it here, I'd have to complain about it every single time. So it's it's not no. a criticism so much as it's just. Like, you know, because because these are all actors, or at least a good chunk of them are actors that I just know a lot now because I see them in yeah. a lot of movies. Emma Stone especially is like a huge star now. She's in everything. Um, like, going back to this, I'm like, nah, she still feels like she looks the same, give or take, as she does now. Yeah. So she still looks... Like, so it's, it's almost like multiplying how old she feels in the, in, compared to what she's supposed to be in the character. Yeah, yeah. I was just doing that compared to her friend, compared to Rhiannon, uh, Ali, mm. however you say her last name. That one, definitely, she feels much, much older. So, you know, uh, I think so. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But because because our, our main love interest as well, uh, with Chuck yeah. Todd, he he also looks like he's twenty four. Like he, he doesn't. That look looks. Teenage. That dude looks my age now. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Like you know, uh, it's funny because me me and Connor have been watching Black Lightning, um, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of high school students in that, right? But there's one who's like, no, he's like twenty six. Like don't even try. Like no one in high school is this well built. You've just not had enough time to exercise to be that yeah, well, no, well built in high school. Yeah. <laughs> you don't got that that you know twenty five year old testosterone running through you that gives yeah. you the you know peak muscles. There was one but, point yeah. that this this high school kid takes his top off and it's like my. God, this guy is ripped, and I'm like, no, no one in high school had this chest. Which I love that joke because they have a, that Marianne got the old school mascot. They were the Blue Devils, mm. and 
because they were the Blue Devils, she had a petition and made a stink that they got it changed. But uh, Woodchuck Todd used to be Blue Devil Todd, and he was shirtless and painted blue as the mascot. So when he shows up as a Woodchuck, all, all the girls are like, oh, we miss we miss shirtless Todd. Hmm. I thought that was a pretty good uh, joke yeah. there. Uh, so... So yeah, I mean, obviously the plot means that we're going to be exploring sexual themes and stuff, and it is, it's a coming-of-age story, it's kind of learning what reputation means and what uh, sexual awakening means and what it means and all this. Because um, the ultimate character journey, she, she thinks this is an okay idea at first, just to sort of mm-hmm. trick everyone and have this reputation, but of course over the course of the film, she is going to learn that there are, there are serious downsides to this, and it does, at a certain point it doesn't matter that it's actually all a lie. If everyone thinks it, then the treatment it's, she gets and the look she gets are just as real anyway, it doesn't really matter. The court of public opinion. So, you know, and obviously the whole thing comes from the Scarlet Letter, which she's studying in English class, and that's where the letter A comes from, where she, you know, it's on yep. the poster and stuff, you know, the trailer, where she's, she puts the A on her, her clothes for adults, yep. um, and that's like a big part of the movie. And I love that there's a bit about that, because she brings it up, and that's where she gets the idea from, and the English teacher's like, you know, I wish they would just watch the original movie, because I'm tired about hearing Demi Moore, you know, in, in the bathtub. You know, Matt, for the spoiler-free section, you're spoiling a lot of jokes. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Is it fine? Uh, but I, I, we get a lot of not... angry comments saying you've spoiled these AA. I'm literally eight years uh, old, but we get a lot of angry comments. It's fine. It, uh, that's, that's not the type of thing that's going to change the... It's not like you're sitting there waiting for the Nathaniel Hawthorne joke. You know? Like... Oh, sure, but I, I just, yeah. Um, I, so, I mean, the, the main narrative device of the movie is that she's actually telling the story from, you know, after everything's happened. Uh, she's doing a webcast. Um, I feel like we don't use the word webcast anymore, which also maybe dates oh. the movie to a certain uh, specific yeah, time period. She'd be hitting up Facebook Live nowadays. Yeah, so she, she's uh, like telling everyone this, and she's sort of going through it. Uh, and obviously the movie, by the time it gets to the end, kind of builds up to why she cho- chooses to do this. Uh, but that, that gives it a narrative structure where she kind of breaks up into chapters and it gives you these little mm-hmm. bits in between and uh, and whatnot. I will say what is bizarre about this is they, they went out of their way to make this webcam look like shit. Because I guess in 2010, yeah. webcams still look like shit. But yeah. like they, they, they went look so far where they'd been making it pixely that it just looked really, really bad on, the, on my TV. And I thought, mm-hmm. but... I mean, our webcams don't look that bad on on screen. They look fine. Yeah, uh, they didn't. They didn't realize there'd be a whole movie that was set on Skype. You know, come down the, the pipe. <laughs> a decent and movie. This would that. be just fine. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just one thing. I mean, you know, technology and whatnot. I, I applaud it because I do like the framing of it through that, uh, through the webcam hmm. and her telling. Oh sure, story. no, it's, a, it's yeah. a good device that makes the. It gives it an introduction. It gives it a little bit of narration uh, here or there. Um, and it gives it more, again, speaking about how Emma Stone's care what makes the movie kind of go above just being decent, is that, and as I said, I'm obviously we said the script's very good, the script is very good, it's very mm-hmm. witty. Uh, almost uh, so, too much for its own good. There's actually a couple of moments with the parents where they are so witty about their parenting skills that I'm like, okay, you're actually stretching the believability of how much these parents would actually say to their kids. <laughs> yeah, but to me that endears them to me because I love the parents. Oh, sure. No, absolutely. And I, I like these type of parents in movies and stuff, but mm-hmm. there's, there's a point where the dad's like flat out joking about his daughter's reputation and I'm like, I feel like, regardless of his sense of humour, there's a point. There's a point where even the you know the father would, would stop joking about this. 
Yeah, maybe. Uh, then, uh, She's like, know, oh, by the way, a... parents, if you if you hear a rumor that I've got chlamydia, just you know, d- d- ignore it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, as I say, or he could be like Vince McMahon, and just be like, oh no, call call my daughter a whore, but with fourteen other words, you know, like like he's known to do. Uh, fifteen, sixteen minutes till the wrestling reference from Matt. There you go. Yeah, had to get in there somewhere. If you had the over under, I applaud you. Uh, so, so no, uh, so I split. But like I say, the narration and the the wraparound segments with the webcam stuff, it means that even more than it was, the movie is filled with her voice and her perspective on things. Mm-hmm. So she, even in the narration, she's making jokes. So she, she's the, she's not she's doing the webcam, but she's making jokes. Then she's in the scenes as the main character. She's in. I think pretty much every scene. There's very little Just, cutting away. There's, you know, very minor cutting away to other characters. That happens yeah. here or there. But it's very much her movie more than it even would be like a normal protagonist because she's just yeah. constantly... It's coming back around to her. It feels like it's really her story. Not only that she's the, the centre of it, but she's also telling the story. It's her story in every single way possible. Yep. Um, so, and it's good because... I mean, that, that would kill the movie if we had a bad actress, <laughs> but yeah. because we had Emma Stone, so it doesn't kill the movie, it works. And when she's sarcastic, it's great. Uh, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a section of the film where the, um, what's her name, Marianne, Amanda Bynes' character, I was going to call call her a, a mean phrase, but I, I'm not going to. Uh, but she, she like decides to befriend uh, Olive, and yep. there's this sarcasm coming off of her, you know, Olive's comments and her and her, and her facial expressions during this section. There's a couple of moments in this that are heavily gift and are used as reaction gifts all the yep. time on, on that. I'm thinking of the old burn, uh, burn. when, when she yeah. first does all her, you know, you know the slow motion walk through the high school corridor where mm-hmm. everyone's looking at them. That scene that's in every goddamn teen movie ever. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the, when she turns around and gives a thumbs up to uh, yep. to Marianne in one scene. Uh, that 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 is so heavily that sarcastic uh, thumbs up is is yeah it helps so that heavily. Emma Stone is that expressive oh she is she's really expressive yeah so it lends itself to that but yeah it's again we would we talk about the script and whatnot and her performance it would if this was anyone else I'm trying to think if we who who you could sub in and I don't think you really could it almost feels like they wrote it for her even though I know they didn't yeah but I, I think there was anybody others... else in the role. I think there's others you can put in this role. It would change it a little bit because you know it would have less of that Emma Stone flair and it would like shift gears slightly towards someone else. But like, you could probably have someone like Aubrey Plaza in this role. Yeah, although I think it would be a bit darker. Cause she's sure, sure, yeah. Like, like I'm saying, it would probably shift the tone a little bit. But they they could pull off pull off this character in this story. Um, so I think we'll give the spoiler warning just so we can uh, freely talk about plot points if need be. So full spoilers from this point on for Easy A. Um, yeah, so obviously uh, there's actually a moment that does get almost a little bit dark and it's when the, the one guy eventually asks her out. Because obviously up until this point, the movie's kind of making this point where because everyone thinks she's a slut, no one's actually asking her out. Like, yep. right? And I thought, okay, that's that's making a point in and of itself, right? Is this mm-hmm. idea of reputation. But then that guy actually does ask her out and it seems to be going okay. Like she's, He's making jokes at her. Yeah, but, and she's completely terribly awkward yeah. because you don't get to see the side. She's pretty not that she's vulnerable, but she's allowing herself to be relaxed. She's a goofy character. Like he he's asking yeah. her out thinking she thinking she's this this uh uh just this, sultry Yeah, this sultry know, person who's trying to get into his pants like all night, but she's not. Yeah. She's actually this goofy, uh, likable character. And they get outside, because obviously at this point she's, she's fighting with her best friend. She tries to run out because it's her birthday and she doesn't want to get seen. And they get to the, the, the car park 
and he tries to pay her yeah. for sex. He tries to give her a, a, a coupon for something for sex. Yeah. And she gets offended, of course, and he tries to kiss her, and he he keeps up, you know, ignoring the fact that she's saying no, stop it, and right. it actually gets you uncomfortable and dark. It is probably the only scene in the entire movie where it drops the humor and the fun and gets a little yep. bit serious, and it's kind of like, oh, here's the consequences, perhaps, and the dangers of yep. maybe going down this path that you've went down is that this guy thinks you're like this, and some guys obviously won't stop. As I mean, tell with me too, and everything that's been on the last year or so, yeah. like you know, more relevant than ever. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, and she's like, okay, right. So, Hey, maybe I, I've overstepped a, a line here. Not that I'm saying it's her fault in this scene. It is definitely not. No, 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 no. But, but that is her reputation. And that it is from, this is all from her. It's not like somebody else spread this lie about her and she's trying mm. to own it. You know, this all comes from her machinations, machinations. Yeah. Whatever, whatever one, mm. but, uh, you know, and, and I feel for her in that scene, you know, because you slowly see the realization that, oh, no, he's not interested in you for you. You know, he's interested in, you know, for other reasons. Yeah, it's yeah. Heartbreaking. you see it in her face as the scene happens. It is heartbreaking. And it, it sells the point of the movie really well. Um, and then, of course, you know, Woodchuck comes in. And yeah, Todd Todd with the save. Yeah, the save. And again, he comes out, he's, he works at a waiter at this restaurant, he comes out in his work clothes, and I'm like, yeah, you look like 27, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, bro. You're bartending. Like. Yeah. And he uh, he takes her home, and it finally gets kind of sweet. And I, I like that they play with the whole fact, because at one point in the middle, she says, oh, I, I wish Teenage Life was actually like this, and she references a bunch of John Hughes movies. She's like, oh, I wish it was yep. at the end of Breakfast Club, where Bender would put up his arm because because he knew yeah, he maybe... for had me. A, had a, yeah, because yeah. he had a chance with me, or you know, John Cusack with the, the boombox and so on. And I like that the idea is that by the end of the movie, all the other characters have been watching this, and some of them don't get the point yep. of her story, some of them do. Nope. Um, but... The, the woodchuck actually shows up with the you know the, the lawnmower, the boombox, yeah. and the, the song. You know, don't forget about me. He does all yeah. of them. He mixes them all together, um, and you know it's it's a sweet moment. But it, it's a really good narrative narrative thing where uh, she mentioned that earlier on, and it's like, oh no, the other characters did actually watch this. We actually see the yeah. fallout of them seeing all this information. Um, you know, and you see, I was I was a little bit worried actually because it, obviously it's been a while since I watched it because I watched this once, you know, soon after it came mm-hmm. out, and I haven't seen it since. Um, and I'd forgotten how it ended up with the best friend because uh, you know yeah. she's still kind of like you know they're still kind of mad at each other like especially yeah. like when Emma Stone has her singing dancing number where she tells everyone to watch the webcam um, like everyone's still looking at her in shock including their best friend and I'm like does she not make up with her best friend that feels weird not to do that but there is a moment yeah. in that final bit where you see that she texts her saying you know uh, sorry for lying to you and it seems like they're going to make up uh, but because for a minute I was like, man, because her best friend's like such a big part of the opening, like thirty minutes, and then she kind of drifts away, and isn't you know you yeah. see her occasionally after that. Um, and I don't know if that's a critique; it's just more of an observation that she's kind of like such a big part, and then does kind of fade away, and other characters mm-hmm. become more important. Um, it's not a big deal, but it's no. certainly something I noticed in terms of just the structure. No, yeah, I noticed that too, but I just took that as you know they they do have a big fight about this lie and whatnot, so. You know, it would make sense for her not be around for those couple of weeks. 
Yeah, and obviously she represents something in the story as well because earlier on she's actually excited by the fact that people refer to her as big tits. She's actually excited yeah. by that. She wants that image out there, and it's it's kind of yeah. uh, if nothing else, I think the movie's exploring the idea of like teen girls maybe thinking they want to be thought of as something, but then maybe realizing that's not the case. And it's, yeah. it's, it's almost like her best friend is the is the one who wants this reputation, but then all of kind of accidentally stumbles into it and goes well, full she... throttle. Yeah, because what. What causes the fight initially is like she feels that her friend's jealous of her for mm. something that didn't actually happen. And this all started because her friend – she didn't want to go on a camping trip with her friend's weird family. Or weird you know, parents. These yeah. Hippie, yeah. So she makes up that, oh, she's had a date with this college guy and whatnot and – you know, so her friend. Oh yeah, but I guess I guess that it's core. If you really want to look at it like this, it's just don't lie. <laughs> yeah, that's what it comes out. It's got to be like honest. That's the office where that's what the the strippers' lesson to Michael is: is secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets can hurt someone. You know, uh, that's kind of like that with with lies. You know, kind of kind of everything comes from a lie, and an extension of that. Is you know be yourself by lying. She's pretending to be someone she's not, and all it does yeah. is lead to misery and pain and heartache and the end of a marriage. Uh, although I don't actually think the marriage itself was her fault. <laughs> it's not her fault no. that Lisa Kudrow was cheating on Thomas Hayden Church with a with a student. No, not at all. I, 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 although, as she points out, he's actually been held back for four years, so he's he's you know he's he's he's, he's like twenty two. He's fine. Which, which I <laughs> thought that was a clever way of getting out of the teacher student, you know. Swamp that could have been created there, you know that he's he still has to finish school. I mean, technically he's still a student, so like that's bad. But he's he's legal, so you know it's a quagmire. Yeah, I, I've, I'm going to have a suspicion here that you can't actually be back for a fourth year. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure I that's just not something once, you can do. Once you age out, like you don't actually have to go to school, like. Yeah, I'm done. Bye. I'm, you know, but again, oh, it's, sure. It's, but, but even if he wants to go back and get the qualification, he wouldn't be doing it through the regular school day with all the other yeah. people who are, you know, exactly. school age. They'd be doing it at night or whatever. That's why I kind of felt like he was mentally delayed a little bit too. You know, he, he's not the the sharpest tool in in the box. I don't know. Yeah, and uh, go back to the idea of like you know, be yourself and be true to yourself and don't be ashamed of it. Uh, even the, the the friend, the gay friend who wants to lie, like even he's hiding from everyone else and he's not being himself. And uh, you see that he's at his happiest when he's with someone at the end. Yeah. So you know yeah. that, that's that's certainly the the core message to the movie. It's, you know, so and as with all teen movies like this, there should be a simple, uplifting kind of moral to take yeah. from it, uh, and that's kind of it. Um, which is interesting. I think it is interesting that none of the at no point is there any like conversations. If anything, they just make a joke out of the idea of t- telling kids not to have sex. Like they don't, yeah. no, they never actually do that. If anything, it's just a joke. But at one point, Lisa Kudrow, she's like just handing her like a handful of condoms and saying, yeah. "Just be safe. This is fine. Don't regret it later." I, I know what you think, but I, I don't actually need these. You're not listening. Yeah, you know, because, but yeah, it's, and so that's another part of it that I like too is that it doesn't like you just said it doesn't beat the kids over the head. With that message, you know, it, it's kind of smart in that way of your your choices have consequences, and you know, yeah, no, it, it, it works. It doesn't speak down. I don't think, um, and it's it's solid. Uh, I, I mean, as far as teen movies go, I, I mean, I enjoy teen movies. I typically like them even more when there's like another element to them. For so example, like. Uh, 
maybe Olive could also be slaying vampires. Like that, that could be something. Uh, like, right. like what show is that? Oh, the hit television show, Buffy the Vampire. So I'm glad you asked, Matt. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, Cora never does. Cora sees that I'm setting it up, and he's just like, "No, I'm not playing. I'm not well, playing." See, so, sometimes though, it's like playing volleyball. Like, yeah, so you need to volley it enough times to get it over the net. I don't see the point in just coming down and popping the ball. Yeah, like no, Connor no, no absolutely. So. Yeah, Connor's just a, just a poor sport. That's all he is. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think because uh, when I think of my favorite, that's obviously an extreme example because not every team thing is going to have like vampires yeah, uh, in it. Yeah, uh, really. But even like you know, Breakfast Club is a good example where. It's also a bottle movie. It's also it's, it's got this really high, simple, high concept of no, they're trapped yeah. in the school all day on Saturday and they have to work through their problems. Um, uh, th- this is, of course, I mean, it has its thing where the webcam and it's that's the narrative device to sort of like tell the story yeah. and stuff. And I enjoy it a lot. I, I, and the point I'm just making is though, I, after this and after doing Mean Girls with uh, with, with Connor mm-hmm. uh, not too long ago, I, I'm just I'm like okay, no, I like these well enough, but I don't necessarily love these teen movies as much as you guys do, and I, I think yeah. it's because I prefer it when there was just that little extra spark of uh, uh, something, you know, so, some other idea that sort of mixed into no, it. I, like, I, I get that, see, and and I feel like you, as a movie fan, you can, dev- you know, there's certain movies that that you can go into camps like you you can be like a 2001 guy, you know, and that says a lot about you, or you know, a Blade Runner guy and i feel that's how if with breakfast club i feel like you're two camps you either you really love breakfast club or you really love ferris bueller's day off i've met few people that are like oh yeah i love both of those movies because whereas i love ferris bueller's day off i like breakfast club and i feel you're the opposite or, oh uh, yeah you, I, I definitely am yeah you you love breakfast club but you like ferris bueller so you know uh and i think that's just that it comes down to personal taste uh, at the end of the day, <laughs> most people bring up Alien or Aliens or Godfather. Godfather Part Two is the 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 A or B scenario. But no, you're like no, it's like you're either a Breakfast Club person or you're a Ferris Bueller yeah. person. Well, for, in fairness, though, they're both John Hughes movies. Oh, they are. You know? They are. So, which is actually well, a, a fair point guy, to make. Directed by the same guy. Is that at the end of the movie when Woodchuck Todd shows up and he's got the music, he's got the song, he's got the the lawnmower. He does not have the cake or anything such similar from Sixteen Candles that was that was brought up in the same montage. Yeah, well, that's fine because that one's. I feel there's Sixteen Candles and Pretty in Pink comparisons along the same. One, one's I'm a just saying, would it have killed him to have a, a a cake strapped to the hood of the lawnmower? I maybe I don't know. You don't want to put combustibles near an engine. Pete, like it's fine. Look, I'm pretty sure you could strap a cake to the top of a car, and you would have no risk of. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm making a joke about you wanting candles on the cake because I'm 16 candles. Can't, the candles don't know. have to be lit. Do you want to be safe about yeah. it? Candles don't have to be lit. Also, I feel like you're you're lumping saying anything in with John Hughes, and that that's not John Hughes. It's Cameron Crowe. Well, it's not, but it's so. in, it's in the the montage with the yeah. rest of the things she mentions yeah, in the middle yeah. of the films. So. I just want before we get the comment that tries to correct, I want to get out ahead of it. I've never um, I've, I've never actually say see anything if I'm oh. if we're talking about oh, things right. or sixteen candles for that matter. Oh man, see, I, I wish I liked that one more. I don't. I like Pretty in Pink more. I've never seen so. Pretty in Pink either. <laughs> Good lord! So wait, the only two John Hughes movies you've seen are Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Breakfast Club. Um, then you have something to do with and Home Alone. I'm not counting like Home Alone or Plane Trains. I'm talking about the teen. Uh, it's, yeah, the teen movies. Yeah, that's the two I've seen. Uh, oh, Pete, I just added. I don't want to call it ammunition because it's not ammunition. We're not doing that anymore. We've learned our lesson. 
But now I have some arrows Look, for the quiver. We can't do all these teen movies back to back. Eventually they're all gonna to start to sound no. the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm just saying I have movies now that I know that you haven't seen. Okay. That was a problem before. Okay, okay. Yeah, this okay. is why we've done Easy A. But I've also learned that if there's a movie that you just like, you don't rewatch it. Like mm-hmm. You said you've seen this back when it came out, home release, basically. Uh, you know, uh, whereas I've watched it numerous times on cable, or even I mean, on my own Blu-ray collection. I did like it enough to buy it, but I mean, yeah, but, I bought, but look behind it. There's yeah, you buying a movie doesn't denote quality, Pete. Like that just means you want it for your collection. I mean, like no, it, it may do now, but there was there was a time when I would certainly buy a lot of stuff. That, yeah, you know, and it, like looking yeah. at all the movies I own now, I'm like, yeah, there's probably a good third of these that I could jettison and not miss them. Yeah, exactly. So that's, you know, but but now I have I have you know some things to add to the list that I know. Uh, so, so, uh, so like, there's the people who together. the the patrons who voted for this and the patrons who voted for Mean Girls, uh, or I vote, they didn't vote for me. That was in the vault. But regardless, it was patrons who you know put that forward as a as an option. I feel like those are the same people who are going to be like, oh, he's not seen Pretty in Pink. He's not seen 16 Candles. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. voting. Voting. I won't do that to you that soon. But I do know now we can have some variants in mind. And, you know, I was worried that we're going to start getting down to my favorite comedies, which are those shows I worry about because uh, comedy is so subjective. You know, it's not like this. And you don't want me to rip through them. No. Because I may. You put up Bill and Ted for the next vote, and if we end up doing that, and I don't like it, it's getting torn to shreds, Matt. You know what's happening. Yeah, and and I will lurch to the internet. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so 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 no. Uh, so she learns a lesson. She 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 does all the things. In fact, my 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 favorite thing at the end actually is where she just says to the, the you know the, the webcam she's like hey you know maybe i'll lose my virginity with todd i mean maybe, maybe it'll be today maybe it'll be next week maybe it'll be six months maybe it'll be in our wedding night but you know what the best part about it is is that it's none of your goddamn business and then she leaves i actually i really liked that it was, it was like yeah. above anything else it felt like there was this like sense of self-respect she'd gained back and it was like yeah it's none of your business this is my choice and yeah. no one else's and it's not supposed to be gossip or something that everyone talks about it, you know it was a nice sentiment i, I thought yeah yeah, I and I agree with that too, because mm. it is. She, she's learned her lesson about making her business everyone's business. Also, you ever heard her say that I don't know who uh, Ali McClack, McClacka, that's on Ali McClacka. Who she was, but then obviously since this, I've seen Eye Zombie, and now I'm like, oh, that's yeah. her. Uh, I tell you, two other people who I didn't know when this first came out: mm-hmm. uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I didn't know who they were when this yeah. first came out. That, that was pretty great to hear their names dropped there, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like those two of the characters who are paying her for uh, sex lies just happened to be yeah. named not not back to back. I noticed though they put no. another one in the middle, nope. but in between them, just so it wasn't That's as where, obvious. So first they mentioned Phil Lord, and I was like, okay, that could be a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And then like two later, they go, oh, and Chris Miller paid me with a coupon, and then she goes off on the guy. You know? Yeah. So uh, I'm, I was like, I'm curious, uh, actually, what involvement that they had, if any, because they didn't write this. No, I think Burt Royal, the guy that did write it, I think he's friends with them. Uh, okay. So, because you know. as soon as I heard that, I thought, oh, was that an inside joke? Did they write this? Was this one of their earlier like things? And then I looked at it and I was like, no, it's not them. Uh, so, no, it makes sense if that's their friends. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put a reference in. They'll think this is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, this is the thing. Uh, so, uh, yeah, overall, I, 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 I like the movie uh, quite a bit. Um, 
will I watch it again now after seeing it twice? I don't know. Mm. It's just a thing where I don't know if I'll ever be in the uh, if I'll ever get the itch to be like I need to see that one again. No, yeah, I, I sure. I mean, you did buy it on Blu-ray. I, I did, I did, but so, that, that's my. Just, that's weird to be, you know. I uh, thought I would have more at the time, but I, I think in the last like decade, my top, my or not my tolerance. That's a weird word to use, but my my yeah. threshold for how many movies I actually actively rewatch has definitely changed. Yeah, well, that, that's what got me. So mine, mine are like if if I'm gonna go out and buy it day one, you know, when it comes out on home release, that's how I'll know it's, it's a keeper. And, and usually that's only been a select few movies. Well, here's, here's the thing, though. Like, I, when I go out, when I, um, like, with new movies, I rarely feel myself inclined to actually go and get them that often now. Mainly because, like, my, my lack of rewatching thing is there's movies that I like to rewatch, of course. Um, mm-hmm. And Influx has been a great reason to rewatch some stuff uh, over the past year or so. But mm-hmm. it tends to be, like, now... I just don't have time as much to rewatch things. Like it's just not something I have to like. I'm constantly reviewing new material, new movies, new TV shows, whatever. I have very little time just to rewatch things for the sake of rewatching them. Uh, so when it does happen, it tends to be oh. something I truly love. So it's a, a lot of the oh, I like this, but it's not like you know amazing. Yeah. Uh, like that that tends to fall, uh, just just fall through the cracks. Because it's the same with um, like back in my teens, I used to watch every extra on every DVD, every commentary track, oh. everything. Um, no, mm. I don't have time for that. At all. Every, every so often, I'll be, you know, I, I do like a good commentary track. I'll put one on, and it'll happen every so often. You know, I like the big meaty documentaries about the making of something, but yeah. it happens really now. It happens a couple of times a year. Whereas, you know, was I in my teens? Every disc I got, and when mm-hmm. I was collecting, it was like I worked through I, everything on every single one. Yeah, I used to buy my my DVDs and Blu-rays based off of the special features, mm. like you know. And now it's not so much. Now it's if I can just get my hands on it. You know, uh, I'll I'll pick it up right then while it's cheap, versus it going up ten dollars, you know, the week later. So, but yeah, I don't I don't own as many. I think I picked this one up in a in a discount bin. You know, I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I like that movie a lot. But most of the movies I tend to like a lot tend to be on cable a lot, and I'll just watch them there. So, mm. um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I, 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 I thoroughly enjoy this movie. Uh, yeah. As, as I edited it to the list, so yeah. Well, yeah, what, what would you have? A- it's very, it's very witty. It's very um, like the 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 witty dialogue is coming f- fast and thick. Almost looks so much that it probably does take two viewings to catch all the little jokes yeah. that are that are kind of coming at you. Um, so no, and also for the record, it's twat, not twat, twat. Okay, twat. Uh, <laughs> what were you it's saying? You, was, you were asking me something. About. So, so what movie was up against this one? Because I don't, I don't. Oh, I, mean, I can't remember. All, all these voting goes out my head as soon as they're, they're done. But I, I can't remember what was up against this. Well, what's up? What's up for this vote? Uh, so you've got Bill and Ted. Uh, whatever the first one yeah. is. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have Stoker Up, uh, which oh, is the English-speaking yeah. film by uh, Park Chan Wook. Now I didn't actually intend to pick something from a director that I'd already, I'd already picked a movie from. It was just right. kind of. I was looking through it's the English language. Yeah, I was looking through the you know possibilities, and I was like, oh, you know what, I could do with rewatching that. Yeah. And hey, I almost went and saw this at the theater. Like like this film, it is a coming of age story. Yeah, it's a much darker it's, coming of age story, but it's a coming of age story. Coming of age story. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bill and Ted, though, time travel comedy, you know, mm. be excellent to each other. Something we need a little more of in this world. I'm just saying, guys. 
yeah. And you can be excellent by voting for the other film to put Matt through some turmoil. Yeah. That would be lovely. I'll tell you this. So if you guys don't vote for Bill and Ted, then Bogus Journey is coming up next. Uh, and he's going to have to watch him out of order. So No, 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 no. no I just want to accept that as the option. I ain't watching a sequel before I watch the original. That's just, that's just the rule. Then, then do, then do, uh, do what you need to. <laughs> You're the worst. I am absolutely worst. All right, that's rate, that's rate easy. A out of ten, then. You, you go first, since we all know that I'm, I'm going to give it a high score. Um, I mean, I, I can't really, uh, like mark it down for much. Like, it's a really solid teen movie. Really likable characters. <laughs> lots of witty jokes. Some nice, poignant life lessons to be made throughout. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I'll give it an eight. I think I think it's re- I think it's a really solidly made movie. Really tight script. Really good characters. Emma Stone. The rest of the cast are all fantastic. Um. It just basically comes down to ultimately this is kind of the ceiling for this movie for me. This is as good as it could be for me. <laughs> if that makes sense. So. No, that's fine. Because because I have it about eight point five. So, mm. you know that's uh, that's fair. But I figured, not that you were going to lowball it, but I just wanted to see where yours was going to come in before. No, no, I like like it a lot. Like I say, I I just, I think for this type of movie, unless it has that extra special something that really speaks to me, there's a kind of a ceiling where it's going to hit and it can't go any higher for me. There was no David Lynch dream sequences, so Pete's like, cannot (laughs) get more than an eight. Ah, hey, those high school bits, uh, Twin Peaks are fantastic. Don't you even even start. Um... (laughs) The best part is, oh, you'll never see them. Hey, do you know a movie I really like that got shot on by the by the, the, the critical consensus as a teen movie? Oh. Barely lethal. Yes, we, we talk about this a lot. That, that, is, a, that is a fun That's movie a where it's like someone who's an yeah. assassin who's trying not to be an assassin and just be a regular well, girl. And, see, and there's your there's your other hook. That, you that's your other hook, but things. people shot on that. The, 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 you know, the critics shot on that, and I thought it was a really enjoyable movie. And also, yeah. I give it props because it's the only movie I can think of that has a parody of a porn title as its name. Mm-hmm. You know, because usually it's all the way around. You know, the porn will take the, yeah. the title and porn it up. This was taken barely legal and turned it into barely lethal. I thought that was way. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's a pretty fun movie too. Be able to check it out. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, I must say it's better because I think objectively this is probably a, a better constructed movie, but I kind of like barely lethal more. It's what you enjoy more. I, I, yeah. I get it. Um, but, hey, uh, that, that is overload for, for, for oh. the month. Um, so by all means uh, if you're a patron or if you want to be a patron go over to patreon.com slash TV and make sure to vote on the current vote as I say Bill and Ted versus yeah. Stoker uh, and you can see which one wins next month and we'll do that uh, also vote in the other votes because there's a vote for Influx between four movies there's a vote for Screams that's got four movies in it and you can go and check out those uh, and obviously there's a lot of benefits as well so go, go and look at Patreon uh, always always helps to bag a few mm-hmm. new patrons for the month uh, but of course you can also support us by you know watching the ads on YouTube commenting like and subscribe and all the usual stuff sharing is on the twitters and whatnot uh but otherwise that is that is us. thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching movies and we'll see you next time